Hey guys, thanks for tuning in to Sanctified Studios again. This is Jason, your host, with Nikki. Hey, there she hey. is. <laughs> thanks for following up with us, guys, for part two of my testimony. Uh, we're going to, in this part, we're going to really dial it in on the Jesus part. Heck yeah. That's the big part, the big, the big reveal. But, um, but yeah, um, just really quickly, I mean, in the first episode, you can see that I was like searching a crap ton. I've just been searching a lot, whether, you know, through the help of drugs or psychedelics or new ideas that are foreign or whatnot. Um, I, I could sum up the entire first part of just searching for my purpose, searching for, for God, you know? Um, but yeah, it, we leave off on the second uh, part with uh, the ayahuasca experience and how it, you know, it changed my, my frame of thinking and coming out of that, it was like, man, I, it left me, you know, searching even more, I would say. Uh, but luckily I was already, you know, in the presence of people to help me and to guide me, um, I think, or else I would have really gotten lost had, had I not had, you know, Christians already in my life. Um, I think had, had, you know, your parents and rock point and pastor Bill's words and sermons and, uh, had they not been in my life already, I, I can only imagine, you know, where I would have went with this, that ayahuasca, um, new frame of thought. Cause I ended up writing it down too, but, uh, it was like a new, like thought that I had of like this, like eternalness of the soul and like I had like this newfound idea like the like there was no death it, you know it was really strange um so who knows where that would have went mm. you know I'm just glad there's like a safety net there um to really bring me back in because it could have it could have got way out of hand there mm. um which we could probably talk about more on another focused episode but Luckily, like I said, you know, I was surrounded by Christians still. And so after this ayahuasca experience, um, we went to Easter service and we, um, which was at Rock Point. And at one point during the sermon, uh, Pastor Bill's, you know, he's preaching, he's killing it up there. And he, he ends up like saying something along the lines, like if, you know, if, is there anybody here, you know, who, who, wants to give their life or researching for Jesus or, or something along those lines. And, and like he asked them, he asked everyone to put their hands up if, if that's the case. And so, something about that moment, about that sermon, about our place and time at that moment, it's like we both raised our hands. Um, we, cause we were, we were searching for something greater still, you know, that, that wasn't filled with, with the ayahuasca thing, you know, it was, it was still sort of emptiness, sort of a lot of unknown, uh, didn't, didn't answer any like deep questions. That's for sure. Um, so we raised our hands, you know, and decided, you know, in that moment that we did want Jesus in our lives. Mm -hmm. Um, so that was, that was big. Praise God. Praise the Lord. Um, and again, not really knowing, I guess what I was doing, but I knew that I needed something, you know, it was like a vulnerability thing. Maybe I'm not sure. I didn't know what was going to happen. That's for sure. I had no idea like why I was raising my hand or, or anything. I just felt, I felt it though. 
I felt like I should. And so I did. Um, and then that, you know, would, would, would continue my, um, my path into, into Christianity. Um, we, we continued going to church after that. I think we even started like tithing a little bit or something. Yeah, to, just a to, little bit. Just a little bit to rock point. Getting our toes we were, wet. Yeah, we were doing all sorts of new stuff. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but um, it was nice. We were starting to really, you know, uh, really, really starting to listen to the sermons, you know, and apply them and whatnot. But uh, around this time, like, we get this itch under us to take this, like, crazy adventure. Um, we had this plan to quit our jobs sell our house and buy an RV and hit the road. We had this like master plan that we were going to take off for like a year and just travel the U S with our dogs Mm -hmm. in an RV. Mm -hmm. It would have been so cool. (laughs) (laughs) It would have been so fun. I still, I still sort of bummed that we couldn't get to do it, but it probably was the, for the best, the best case it absolutely was. Absolutely was, because then COVID happened. And we might have whatever. our chance in the future. Yeah, there's still always a chance. So we ha- we had this, you know, this grand idea, you know, and we we fully committed to it. You know, we we started making plans to quit our job. We started selling like all the stuff we own because we wanted this like grand change. You know, we weren't satisfied with with you know the nine to five well not even at that point it was six to five thirty <laughs> with the included commute time mm-hmm. we were sick of the, the the commuting we were sick of the grind sick of you know everything really we were, we were just tired of like living for the paycheck and just no real excitement as far as new things and so we wanted to hit the road do something wild uh got everything in line to do that you know and then Lo and behold, Nikki mm-hmm. almost dies again. Guilty as charged. <laughs> <laughs> but legit, her condition, whatever, flares up again. She has to have another emergency surgery, like massive, like um, massive cyst removed. Thing was huge. Doctors are blown away. It was so wild. I wish you guys could have like seen the imagery and whatnot. But it was a, it was a, it was an ordeal. But again, she pulled through. With the Lord. Praise the Lord. Um, and again, is one another one of those moments where I'm witnessing this like unwavering faith again. You know, again with Nikki's parents. And then and this time more so than the other um surgeries, when you were healing in this one, there's a, a way different glow about you. Mm-hmm. You you know, you're the way you were taking it was just seemed so different. It was so apparent that you were fine, mm-hmm. that you were okay with whatever was going to happen. You know, it was, it was like, it was very clear that you had trust and that there was more. And so it was really touching, you know, to see, to be a part of all that. Um, Cause because, you know, again, I'm, I'm still new into all this, especially at that time. And it's just very encouraging, you know, to, to praise the Lord at all times and to always trust, you know, what he has in store for our lives mm-hmm. and, and to, to relinquish your control. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not, it's not your control. It's, it's, it's in God's hands now, you know, and it was, it was, it was heavy. Yeah. 
Yeah, it was a stressful time um, having your dreams shattered. You yeah. Know, we, we had all these plans and, you know, praise the Lord, Nikki was healed, but it really put a hamper on our plans. Yeah. Um, by this time, she's healed and then the house sells. Uh, not healed, but she's healing and then the house sells. And now at this point, I, I want to say we're like forcing this. Mm-hmm. You know, we're forcing this plan at this point that we, we will take this trip. We will take this grand journey. Nothing's going to stop us. We've been preparing for it. We want it so bad, you know, um, and just it starts to fall apart, um, you know, week by week. Uh, we, we start getting cold feet. Now we're nervous about anything else that may happen or that may happen to her in the next year or so. Um, you know, what about insurance or a doctor? It's very, it's a very unique condition that she has. And um, so we, we started having all sorts of regrets and doubts and it was kind of a bummer. Um, at this point, you know, our house is sold. We sold a majority of our, of our possessions <laughs> and we had to move in with her parents until we could a, either hit the road or B, figure out what the heck we were going to do. Mm-hmm. Man, there's just so much uncertainty. Those times were so uncertain. I remember like not sleeping some nights, just wondering like, what are we going to do? Like, are we going to take this trip? Are we going to move somewhere? What are, are we going to buy another house and just start over? Like, what are we going to do? You know, there's so much unknown. It was a real bummer. Um, super depressing but in hindsight you know we were still blessed mm-hmm. you know we we we'd sold our house we were in a wonderful position financially we were still doing amazing we weren't homeless mm-hmm. you know nikki's parents thanks were, to my parents nikki's parents are blessing us with a place to stay in the meantime because they're amazing and yeah it just we um we tried to figure something out um and then, you know, it's right around that time where we start thinking, like, well, shoot, to keep with this adventure mentality, you know, I start thinking, well, maybe we could, like, move somewhere drastic, somewhere different. And uh, I had always dreamed of living up north, and, you know, in the mountains and the trees, uh, somewhere in the forest with some lakes and, and whatnot. Uh, my parents had got us into camping. They they took me camping all the time when I was younger. So I just love the woods. I love to be up there in the elevation. And so I started looking into Sholo and other areas of northern Arizona, but mostly Sholo because I'd been there a couple of times, loved it. Um, and we have this very specific price range that I've been searching for for weeks. And then one week I widened the price range just out of, you know, sheer randomness and bam there's a house and as soon as i see it i know for a fact nikki's gonna love it Mm -hmm. Uh, beautiful house it was just built yada 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 we go up to see it fall in love um and then we make it make an offer on it we bought it and it was awesome we felt like renewed in the sense of adventure now we now had something to look forward to again um now we just had to prepare for the move and break it to our jobs, you know, we kept going back and forth. Are we leaving? Are we not leaving? I kept like letting my job know, no, we canceled. No, we're going. It was, it's probably stressful. It was probably annoying, mm-hmm. but, um, <laughs> <laughs> it is what it is. God bless them too. They're great. But, uh, so yeah, we, we find the house 
And now we move up to Sholo and like the excitement is like extreme. I remember being like so ecstatic, you know, prep preparing to move. We'd come up on the weekends and prepare and move things and just have to drive back to the valley, just being so sad. Couldn't wait to get up here permanently. It was so it was yeah, it was a very exciting time. But um get settled and you know, it didn't it was, it was, uh, we didn't get to church up here for quite a while. Um, it was sort of lonely at first too. We were, we were having a blast ourselves. We're always like having a good time by ourselves. We're very mm-hmm. like independent and we're pretty content just chilling alone most of the time. Um, but it did start to get lonely. It's like, there's nothing really much to do up here. If you don't have any friends, it's nothing much to do except for like drink and, and whatever hang out at the house and watch tv watch tv and we started doing a lot of that i started to drink more because i was bored and i was working a part-time job at the time i couldn't i couldn't keep my job from the valley so i had to come up here and find something else and that was very rough working a part-time crappy job that i didn't like um it was rough um trying to trying to settle into the new area didn't know anybody up here whatsoever. We just moved up here on a whim, you know, just as a resolution to our our yeah, situation. Our situation that really we put ourselves in. And we were just going to make it work, you know. We're pretty resilient. Mm-hmm. Um but yeah, so I I we ended up driving through Pine Top probably on the way to get some food. Mm-hmm. That's what we do. We love food. We eat. And so <laughs> We happen to drive by Blue Ridge High School, and we see a sign. It says, The Church. And I was like, huh. We've been seeing it a couple times now. And Nikki makes a note, like, we should check that out. Because we don't really know anything about it. We're like, what is this? And so one of, these, one of those days, one of those weeks to come, we ended up checking out this church at Blue Ridge High. As soon as we walk in the doors, no joke, it was like being home. Mm-hmm. Like it really was. We we walk in and the lobby right away feels like Rock Point. Yep. Like Rock Point and Queen Creek, like I've been talking about. Yep. It feels just like it. Mm-hmm. Same decorations almost, same style. It was just wonderful. We're like, whoa, this is this is promising. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so we, you know, we got excited and um, sat for our first sermon, and we loved it. We just we fell in love right away with. Uh, the pastors, the staff, the presentation. Um, it's a non-denominational uh, church, and we really resonate with that. And uh, we, we just fell in love right away with, with the new church. Praise the Lord, because it, yes. it was needed. Yes. Yeah, we were starting to feel pretty alone up there. We were coming down to the valley every so often, but it was still, you know, we were still far apart from our old friends and, and our families. Um, you know, people would visit us, but still it's tough, you know, settling into a new area, found the church, fell in love right away. And, um, you know, but at the same, we, and at this time now we're, we're really going to church, you know, every weekend, um, loving it, growing more into it. But at the same time, I still had, um, like the, I'm going to call them spiritual hangups. Okay. I still had these spiritual hangups from before. Let me explain just really quickly. I'm going to glaze over, quickly glaze over them. The, the, the spiritual hangups, some of them were, were things like um, 
I, I got really weird into rituals. Okay. I was really sensitive into rituals and I was weird for some reason about, I was weird about baptism. Mm. It sounds weird saying it now, now that I am baptized. <laughs> yeah. Um, I felt weird about baptism and I'll briefly explain uh, because it was, had to do with an element, water, uh, a ceremony to achieve something or to whatever. And, and in my head and the places that I had been previously in my spiritual walk and, and re- other spiritual readings and understandings of different things that set off alarms in my head for some reason. I was like scared to worship wrong. You know, for a long time, I was scared of, of, of Easter. Not scared. I mean, I'm not like terrified, like, ah, Easter bunny, <laughs> nothing like that. But I don't like those things. They make me feel strange. You know, even to this day, I'm over it now. I, I put it behind me and I'll explain that. But um, I always felt strange about those things because there's nothing Christ centered around an Easter bunny. Yeah. You know, and there's lots of theories. People have lots of lots to say about that. Lots you can read about. But those are some of the things I was hung up about. I was hung up about like Christmas trees and Christmas. I was hung up about like the date of Christmas. Hung up about how we celebrate Easter. I was hung about hung up about these random things. You know that that aren't Christ dependent. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's the best way I could put that. They don't matter if, if you're not understanding what I'm saying. Th- those things don't matter. You know, in the grand scheme of who Jesus is and what he did. Yeah. So I'm a Christian now at this point, having, you know, living with these, these spiritual hangups that really make no sense, you know, and, and in hindsight, they're holding me back, obviously, um, from growing, from giving my life truly away to God and to Jesus. And so I, I you know, I'm stuck in this weird, like, frame of thought. Um, not wanting to get baptized because of that. And then um, we're just growing into the church more, you know. We're, now I'm in, we're in small groups, um, meeting with, you know, our, our church family weekly. We're getting into deeper discussions. I start volunteering at the church, doing the video board and whatnot, um, helping with that. We're really loving it. You know, we're really fu- making big strides here in, in our walk. Um, but again, still have these hangups. And then about three weeks ago now, maybe four weeks ago now, uh, I have, I have ex- experienced something tremendous. Um, I have a full-blown experience with God. Mm. And it was a culmination of events, a series of events that were completely random, unexplainable outside of God, His plan. Um, just unbelievable experience. I, uh, man, essentially being caught up in, you know, an old train of thought with these spiritual hangups and whatnot. Um, essentially, uh, all that was smashed into pieces in the matter of, you know, 30 minutes um, through a conversation that I had with a local business owner while I was ordering food, mm-hmm. <laughs> just the most random of times, um, caught me off guard. I've told the story to a couple of people. Um, I don't even know how to start now, but 
I went to go order food. Um, and throughout this entire day, I was stuck in this old train of thought. Because of a podcast we had listened to the night before. Because of a podcast. that I had About Easter. About Easter. Um, and again, you know, the subject, it was a subject that I was hung up on. Um, but ever since I had, you know, grown into this new church up here, I really started moving away from this, this, these hangups. Like it doesn't matter, you know, when they started celebrating Easter. It doesn't matter what Easter means. It doesn't like what the word means. Like, let's just focus on Jesus, focus on Jesus. You know, it doesn't matter the Christmas stuff. When did we start celebrating? Whatever, whatever. What did the Romans do? What did Constantine do? Council of Nicaea? All of that technically does not matter in who Jesus is and what he did. So. I was stuck in this train of these thoughts, of this confusion, of these paths that lead nowhere, essentially, because I've tried to track them down and they lead nowhere. Um, I've, been in the, I've been in that train of thought all day. I go to order food and the man who runs this place, he's wearing a, a pendant. I notice it. And it's a, it's a symbol that I had been reading about all day long in this, in this you know, confusion of history and whatnot and this search that I'm still kind of partaking on. And he ends up saying something about, you know, about how history is confusing and how, you know, um, you know what does what anybody to, to do with certain knowledge? And he's kind of being cryptic. But at the end of this long conversation with this man that I've never talked to about spirituality before in my life, he ends up saying something that at that very moment I needed to hear indefinitely. He ends up saying, out of this long-winded, chaotic conversation we're having, he ends up saying that you remember one thing, and only one thing matters, and he says that Yeshua is the one true God and he is real. And based on the, where my mind was that day, um, the podcast from the, night, the, the days before that sparked this renewal of interest in these topics, um, there was no way that it was random. Um, I, I wholeheartedly believe that that was God in that moment, you know, speaking through that man or using that man to tell me the most important thing that matters, you know, in all of the, that information and all of those topics that I was hung up on, you know, none of that mattered except for Jesus. And right after that, um, you know, he hands me my food ticket and I'm left to just sit there waiting for my food, you know, kind of soaking this all in with the realization that that there's no way that that was random and um i leave with my food and then that's when it it hits me um i be i start to feel like extremely emotional and i get into the car and you know and i realize that it hits me like a like a ton of bricks and i realize in that moment right there that god can see me and that He's been seeing me, you know, and that he can see, you know, my struggles and he knows my confusions and he know he hears my thoughts. He knows what I needed to hear. He knows where I struggle. 
And in that moment, just this overwhelming feeling of love set in. And it was incredible to be, just to feel seen. You know, for the longest time, I felt like I was like floundering, you know, and that maybe I was too far gone or that I was too little, you know, that there were other, you know, bigger things to be seen. And, you know, all in this moment, like I, that was what I was feeling is that that's not true, you know, and that, that God does see me and he came for me specifically, you know, in that day through those words, all of that stuff that I was hung up on, I moved away from it. Like I realized in that moment that does not matter. You know, it's all just, it's all just mystery. Like that nobody will ever know, you know, and God is greater than that. And man, that's just in the car. <laughs> that's just what happened in the car. I haven't even begun driving yet. Um, I'm breaking down in the car, realizing that God is right here with me. He's not distant. And uh, I get home. Nikki sees what's happening. And I've already sort of texted her after this conversation I had with this guy because it was completely mind-blowing. I'm telling you, it was not random whatsoever. It was never spoke to this guy about spirituality or anything. But he said these things to me, you know, and get home. Nikki sees what's going on and tries to comfort me. And we try to eat because we're starving. And um, and then it, I keep having these like revelations and these waves of emotion keep coming in, you know, from the from the car thing. I'm, I'm realizing, you know, like, what the heck was that? You know, I I realized that, like. It was love. It was pure, raw love that I was feeling in the car. And I'm like, I know I felt something similar. What was that? You know, what the heck was that? And I, I realized the last time I felt love like that was coming out of the ayahuasca thing and during the ayahuasca experience, except for that this love and this feeling was real, raw, and it wasn't induced by me. I didn't have to drink anything. I didn't have to do a ceremony. It was the pure, raw love of God that he bestowed upon me right then in that moment. I didn't have to do anything on my own. It was all through him, you know, and right about that time in the kitchen with that realization, I break down even more and um, I can't breathe. I feel like I'm going to pass out. I start feeling this buzzing sensation all through my body. It's starting in the back of my head. It takes over my eyes, my teeth. I can feel like this low frequency buzzing like all throughout my limbs. And I have to get up and start I'm pacing the house. I'm starting to get scared because I really, my heart is racing. I feel like I'm about to pass out. And, um, you know, Nikki's trying to work me, work with me and calm me. And, you know, we're, we're praying through it. And she recommends I drop to my knees. And I did. Um, and I started to like feel so, like calm again, you know, and sort of, sort of under control and just peace again. And it's just such an amazing experience. I've never felt a sense of love like that in my life. Um, 
Nikki jokes that it was like the Holy Spirit like came and just gave me a big old bear hug <laughs> in that moment. That's the best way to describe it. Um, it was so amazing. And uh, in that moment, there at the kitchen table, um, like legit, it's it's such a powerful experience. We're going like in and out. I'm going in and out of of bawling my eyes out and laughing, you know, like almost uncontrollably. This weird back and forth. I don't I don't even know how to handle my emotions at this point. And it was so intense. It was just so intense. And then. There was a moment of, of silence. We keep doing this, you know, recollection of thought things. It goes quiet. We're thinking. And then it hits me uh, deep within. I get this realization. I need to be baptized. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. And in that moment, I, I didn't know, but Nikki was, that's exactly what she was thinking. Mm-hmm. I was going to say it, but God was like, no, let him speak. Not even five minutes later, he was like, I need to get baptized. Yeah. I was like blown away. It was amazing. It was, I just felt it like I need to step away from this old school of thought. Mm-hmm. You know, I need to, I need to step away from all these things that I've read about, all these like, which is all confusion, really. It's, oh man. I, in that moment, I just realized I needed something new. I needed to fully step in to something new and away from this oldness that's holding me back. But that was the general vibe mm-hmm. at the moment. That was, yeah, it was incredible. I, I, it was, a, and people have been praying for this. That's the thing. Mm-hmm. You know, Nikki, she'd been baptized years ago into this church. And obviously, I've been baptized when I was a child into the Catholic Church. And I'm grateful that my parents, you know, because in my opinion, that was my parents making a dedication of their child to God. And I'm grateful for that. In in the sense of me as a human and making my own decisions, I didn't make that decision to baptize myself into the Catholic Church. Mm-hmm. You know, and so in the sense of, you know, making my own decision, I felt that it was right that I finally be baptized into this thing that I trust, into this thing that I love, into this this thing that is now family, you know, which is the church up here. Mm-hmm. And I love I love it. Yeah. <sighs> Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> but it's true. I, I love it. I love my family up here and I love this new like I love this newfound place for me. I, it's wonderful to have a place, you know, to just feel a part of something. And I truly feel that here. Like I've never felt, you know, anywhere before. The acceptance, um, gosh, the love, the community, the acceptance. I feel like just everybody's working the same goal and it was all it's all just so incredible there's no other way to put it really um so i do i do get baptized Mm -hmm. um what's cool about this whole event with the man and realizing that god sees me is that this happens the thursday before easter 
and which is one of the subjects I was been hung up on. Mm-hmm. And so there's so many things at work here that God was doing, in my opinion, guys, like everything, like everything happened the way it had to happen the day that it happened. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like we're going into Easter, like thinking about the resurrection. You know, we're going into Easter thinking about the release of sin, you know, the offering of this, of this sacrifice, of this perfect lamb. You know, all just makes the perfect time, you know, for, for God to speak to me and for me to be reached. It was also the five-year anniversary of us raising our hand. It was also the five-year anniversary of the Easter that we raised our hand. Mm-hmm. And so, man, just so pivotal, powerful. Just the whole weekend is about is about stepping into new and receiving the spirit, you know, and just, man, that was the theme, you know, for the weekend was like, it's like the Super Bowl of church sermons. <laughs> you know, this is the Super Bowl of church weekend. And um, I just feel so blessed that that, that happened to me that, that weekend. Mm-hmm. This is so big for me. And um, I think we were bro- both serving that weekend too, weren't we? Yeah, we you both served AV- that weekend. AV. I was on video board. You were playing on for the worship first time team. for Easter. It was, it was it was pivotal. It was pivotal. Everything mm-hmm. just had to be that way, mm-hmm. you know. And um, so after my experience, you know, I don't even hesitate. I, I'm like, yo, I call my boy, Pastor Justin Cheely. <laughs> I'm Shout like, out. I'm like, bro, I got to get baptized. Like something just happened to me. Um, I can't wait to explain it to you. Um, I was hyped though. And they were like, okay, that's awesome. You know, let, he wanted to come and talk to me about it right away and hear my experience. And, and we scheduled it right away. I didn't want to wait. I didn't want to make no video, no nothing. Cause oftentimes I'd make a sweet video about your testimony and your path and uh, to show to the, the congregation that day. And, I was just like, nah, man, I want to, I want to get it done. Mm-hmm. Like it can't be this weekend, obviously, because it's Super Bowl, Jesus weekend, but <laughs> next weekend, please. And so we did, we got it on the schedule, you know, for the next weekend after Easter, um, I get baptized and officially, you know, put that stuff behind me, all the stuff I mentioned before. Um, I have now fully, you know, rectified all those loose ends in my head. Mm. Um, I'm not concerned about Easter anymore and the dates and what, who did when in what period of time. It doesn't make any difference to me, you know, now. And so it's just wonderful moving forward. And, and with this newness, it's just like a fire now. Like I want to, I feel like, I feel like my story is not unique in the sense that like, God is touching people every single day, Mm -hmm. you know, in their own unique way. And I feel like those stories have to be told. Yes. Right? Oh, yeah. There's just so many. And even just like the small circle that we know, Mm -hmm. there are so many. Mm -hmm. It's incredible. I mean, some of the stories, guys, are going to blow you away. I can't wait to have um, more people on and to go over these things. But God moving. In, in individual ways, mm-hmm. reaching people. It's incredible. It's crazy. Impactful. 
Uh, so that's where this has come from. This podcast yeah. thing, this whole idea, and it's just from that. It's from, it's from that event and from us feeling like we have to tell these stories. Mm-hmm. Got to spread that good news. You got to spread the good news. Like there is a way for everyone. Yeah. There is a way. Jesus loves you. Doesn't matter what you did. Yep. Doesn't matter what you're going to do. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it's, he knows, he knows you and he loves you. he loves you. He made the ultimate sacrifice for you. He will chase you down. <laughs> he will move in your life. Mm-hmm. He will speak to you. But are we going to listen? And are you going to trust him? Do we have an ear out for him? Mm-hmm. Do we know, like, like, what are you listening for? You know, what are you searching for exactly? Because, oh man, there's so many things that people search for. And I'm telling you, it's, you're filling a, a gap. I know I was. only Jesus can fill. A gap that only Jesus can fill. You're constantly going to be thirsty. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's crazy. I'm telling you. And I, I pray that, um, man, I just pray that people have these experiences, these unique experiences that, that are the, the, the grand moment for you. You know, I just hope that you can hear what he's saying and see, you know, the signs and the workings and whatnot. But we're going to try to, Bring that forward through stories, through life stories, and all that. That was that was mine. Thank you for sharing. You're welcome. Uh, man, yeah. Wow. It's a crazy story. And I, I breezed through that pretty quickly, I think, in a way-ish. <laughs> longer than yours. <laughs> way longer. <laughs> but, um, man, now I, I just want to wrap up with, you know, the feeling of hope that I have, you know, having released these weights and these things that I was carrying that I, I couldn't explain, you know, you got to give it up and look at to what truly matters, you know, and I feel more hopeful. I feel like, I feel like God is tangible now in my life. You know, I, I don't feel like God is way out in front of me, even though he has gone out in front of me, I feel like God is real close. You know, I feel like Jesus is real close. I feel like they're, they walk with us now, you know, and I didn't feel that before. I felt like, I felt like, you know, the love of God and that feeling was, was so distant, but it's really not. It's really not if you look at it. If you're looking for it, you'll see it. Mm-hmm. I'm just glad that um, God took the time to reach me and that I was worth it to him. Praise the Lord. Man, praise <laughs> the Lord. Well, that's it, guys. Man, let me know. <laughs> let me know if that sounds crazy. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for listening, guys. Really, um, yeah, it's such a wild path that we're all on. and. Uh, I just hope that, that he reaches you and that you can step into his love. And I, again, I thank you for listening. Thank you for listening to us. Is, Nikki, is there anything else you, you want to add? No, there's really not. It was just an amazing, amazing testimony. So thank you for sharing. We're looking forward to doing more of these. So thank you all for listening.
And uh, that's all I had. Awesome. All right, guys. Well, we're Sanctified Studios signing out. Thanks for listening. Have a good night. We love y'all. God bless. God bless. Bye. (laughs)